Hello and welcome back to the Finding Your Feet podcast, a podcast show dedicated to helping you get close to your true authentic self by helping you find your feet in life. Welcome back to the show everyone, hope you are all doing well. We have a fun episode for you today, so we have prepared because I know we just got a bougie new studio, but we haven't got our own producer yet. We're not at that <laughs> level. So being our own producer here, and we've basically prepared a list of five questions or six, six questions. Mm. And they're quite like deep telling questions that you could probably ask anyone and you'd learn a lot about them. So yeah. you could probably like go and ask your friends these or maybe your partner, you know, <laughs> might start some arguments, but you know, <laughs> joking. Um, yeah, you could probably, yeah, they're just like the questions that you could ask anyone and really learn stuff about them. But it's not like, oh, what's your favorite color? <laughs> like, you know, they're quite telling. And basically we decided mm. what the questions were together, but then... I, Abby's not seeing my answers. I have no idea what her answers are. So we don't know how this episode is going to go. Yeah. Based on these answers, you know, because I'm going to be surprised by yours. You're going to be surprised by mine. So it'll be quite interesting, but it'll be good for you guys just to chill, listen to, you know, a nice episode to stick on whilst you're walking, working, and uh, you can learn some more about us. It's always so interesting when you like ask these random questions to people. I feel like you could ask them to anyone and it would be so yeah it's so interesting to learn about people's lives yeah you would never get the same answer from anyone so that's why i think it's quite interesting yeah and yeah i feel like this episode is going to be like quite personal maybe a bit vulnerable get to know us chatty vibes i'm really excited and you learn some things about us and yeah you might learn some things you've always thought or wondered about us you'll learn things today yeah so let's expose ourselves we're going to expose ourselves but no, we're not really. Um, <laughs> but before we jump in, we're just going to have a quick word from the people that make this podcast possible. Our amazing sponsor, BetterHelp. Now, BetterHelp are a professional, secure online counselling service who are available for clients all over the world. So wherever you are listening to this show right now, you can get therapy online with BetterHelp. All you need to do is sign up for an account with them and you will be set up with a therapist in just 48 hours of you signing up and you can already get an appointment and be seen. So there's not a big waiting time if you, you know, because usually by the time you are going to therapy, you're like, get me the hell in that room right now Mm. without a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there are so many benefits to BetterHelp. You can go whatever pace you like, whether you want to set up weekly phone calls, video calls, or even just text messages to your therapist. And whatever you feel like you need the support for, they can find the right therapist for you because they are a global company. They have a huge, huge range of expertise. So whatever you feel like you need help for, they will find the right therapist for you. And then if you're actually matched with someone and you think, I'm actually not vibing with them, I'm not getting what I need, you can actually change for free until you're happy. And on top of all that amazing benefits of BetterHelp, they're also extremely affordable and they are very kindly giving Finding Your Feet podcast listeners a 10% discount off their first month of therapy. So all you need to do to access this discount is go to the link betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet. That's betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet. We've left the link in the show notes of the episode. Just click through there and the discount will automatically be applied to your account and you can start your therapy journey. But me and Abby are both done therapy. I'm in therapy right now. We love therapy (laughs) and it's super helpful as you're navigating your way through life and finding your feet. So if you are ready to take the next step and take your mental health to a new level and get the support you need from a professional licensed counselor, head to betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet. 
Yeah, and if you have any questions at all, if you're a little bit scared to start therapy, it's totally natural. You can come and chat to us on Instagram at Finding Your Feet Podcast. Okay, so the first <laughs> question of our six telling questions. <laughs> this is like dramatic, isn't it? I feel like I am on a TV show or something like. Yeah, what is a TV show where they do this? I don't know, I just feel like I'm like being... Yeah, grilled. Interrogated. Interrogated, yeah. <laughs> so, Abby, what is the biggest lesson you have learned in your life so far? In your 25 years of living? So... <laughs> Wait, learned... you're not 25, are you? Are you 24? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, in your 24 years of living. I, would, I wouldn't have even noticed that. <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm 25 because you always say it. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I've learned many lessons over my life. And I was like pondering on this one. I was like, what would be the biggest lesson? Yeah, because we are actually still very young. So yeah. big lessons pending, lots yeah. more to come. <laughs> exactly. And this is quite a vague one, but I just feel like it is very relatable. So my biggest lesson would be that no matter what happens in life, no matter what you go through, you are all you've got yeah like you've got to have your own back and in the past I didn't have my own back like I would really like kind of seek validation or like downplay myself yeah yeah yeah, betray myself or self-sabotage and I think only when I actually started my self-love journey did I realize how much I had to have my own back so when I was like pondering on that question I was thinking over times that like I think I'm actually quite good at having my own back but it doesn't always serve me that's why I think this answer is actually quite interesting because it doesn't always serve you completely having your own back because I've been through situations where I've like fully fully like backed myself and you know like there's this like really cringe quote but I actually just relate to it so much where it's like when you're crying on the bathroom floor at 3am no one's gonna pick you up but yourself oh right and I always seen that quote (laughs) yeah I always think of that like I feel like I've picked myself up so many times and I've really learned the power of having your own back and at the end of the day no matter what friendships relationships even family members anything like you have to have your own back and you have to be able to pick yourself back up I feel like that's what I've really learned but yeah as I was saying it doesn't always serve you because I feel like if you're too much like that which I have been in the past you're a bit reluctant to ask for help yeah um so it doesn't always serve me but yeah independent yeah I would say that is probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned that no matter what you can fall in love with people beautiful friendships everything but you've got to remember that at the end of the day anything can be taken away uh-huh. and as long as you've got your own back and you learn how to pick yourself up back up yeah then that's the most important thing wow that's beautiful thank you for sharing <laughs> <laughs> no that's a really solid lesson there I'm glad you like um because that I think that's like one of the big things that you definitely have to realize when you're like finding your feet in life mm. is that yeah you are the one that's got to pick yourself off the bathroom floor but also just knowing that like yeah just knowing that gives you more internal strength mm. so you still allow yourself to ask for help and like you know mm. be vulnerable you know with no other people what happens, yeah you've got yourself yeah and then that means that when you know you are like super alone and whatever in a situation or something who knows maybe you've like gone and moved to another country and you actually mm. are by yourself whatever if you really know that deep down within you then that'll give you a lot of like mm. internal strength and emotional resilience which is really 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 important yeah for sure so what is yours what is my biggest lesson i've learned in my 25 years of living <laughs> <laughs> um it is to always trust your gut 
nice. and your intuition. It's kind of cliche, but loads of people don't do it. Mm. And um, I have done it a lot and also not done it other times. Mm. And when I haven't done it, I've been like burnt. Mm. Like I've, yeah, not trusted my gut and then walked into like bad situations. Mm. Knowing, you know, trying to give people the benefit of the doubt or the situation the benefit of the doubt or think, oh no, when actually the whole time you knew. (laughs) You already knew the bloody answer. So that, but also when it comes to like career moves and stuff like that, even when things were illogical and scary, I have always followed my gut regardless. Mm. And it's always paid off so much. Mm. So that follow your gut, follow your intuition. Very, very, very important. Yeah. I think actually as a human, I think sometimes we stray from it, but I think the more you actually even notice yourself straying from it and then coming back to it and following it, the more you do it, the more you come like tune to it. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then you just become intuitive yeah you've always got the answers like yeah. you always have the answers within like you're you just need to listen and trust it and the more that you trust it like on a micro scale in like smaller situations the more you have the confidence to trust it in yeah. bigger things like oh i'm gonna quit my job in the middle of a pandemic and do this podcast and blah 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 blah, blah. that's so like mm. illogical and like it was it was in the time when like the world was falling apart and everyone was saying we're going to have a horrible recession, all this stuff. Mm. And, um, you know, when everyone was losing their jobs, things like that seems like a crazy thing to do. But that, like, that's one of the, that's one time when I've done it and it's paid off so much mm. in like success. And also how happy I feel like your gut is what knows what's going to make you happy. Mm. So, yeah, I think we're a lot, lot more intuitive than we actually think as well. Mm-hmm. And the more you tune into it, as I said, the more it will like pay off. Yeah. So you've got to trust your intuition. It's really important. And the other, I couldn't choose between the lessons. There was one more, um, but it's quite simple. And that is just the importance of self-love, which I guess mm. kind of relates to what mm. you were saying, but just how important it is to just truly love yourself because even though it might be hard to do and you might think, Oh my God, how do I love myself? Like, you know, it is the most important thing you do because how you love yourself is how you other people love you. And like, do you know what I mean? It's like it sets the tone for your relationships, your friendships. It's, set, it's what, it's the deciding factor on whether you're going to allow yourself to live your dream career or not. It's the deciding mm-hmm. factor on whether it's going to, you're going to like be in relationships that are healthy and serve you rather than like potentially toxic one, you know, it's the it's the foundation that decides whether like how your day is going to go whether Mm. you're going to have a healthy happy day or if you're going to self-sabotage and like negative self-talk and all that stuff and you just life is so much better you are so much happier and at peace when you love yourself and when you're like growing up especially as a woman it's hard to love yourself Mm, because all the things that you see and all the things in the media and the things that people tell you but the most radical thing you can do in this world is love yourself. So yeah, that's the biggest lesson. Beautiful. So far in our lives, but I'm sure we'll yeah. have loads more we to will. come. So more mistakes to come. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'm not joking. It will happen. It's inevitable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, second question. Juicy one, this. This. Abby, what are your three non-negotiables in a relationship? Ooh. 
So my three non-negotiables in a relationship, and obviously these are like give or take something, but if I had to pick three. So the first one, and there's actually a bit of a funny story around this one. So the first one is that you have to be willing to work and learn and be open to knowing you can become a better person. So I actually once dated a guy and he just said this one sentence to me and I knew from there, I thought, we are never going to (laughs) work. He was like oh it's cool how you're into all this self-development da, da. I think he was looking at my books or something I was like yeah and then he was like I just don't really get it like I just think I'm such a good person which is fine thinking you're a good person but I just, I just there's just nothing about me I'd love to improve I just think I'm class the way I am and I thought oh my god I thought if you can literally not even think of one way that you would want to improve your life like I believe we are literally like students of life like we're always going to grow we're always going to learn yeah and he said this comment to me and I thought oh my god we are the absolute opposite so yeah anyway that was the end of that situation but yeah that's a big thing for me to know like not even you don't have to be working on yourself right now if you don't want to but to be open to the fact that in the future you might need to do work or just be open to new ideas. Like, always got your eyes Growth open. Growth mindset rather than yeah. fixed mindset. Yeah, your eyes open to learn and to reflect and stuff like yeah. that. Okay, I've actually got four here. Just go for it. Let's have four. Okay. So the second one, um, this is one that I put in at the end because I actually thought about it. So what is a non-negotiable for me is that you have to be faithful and loyal. So, like, cheating and stuff like that, that's the end of a relationship for me. And obviously, I know we spoke about this quite a lot, that, like, with cheating... There's ways to get over it. There's ways to yeah. forgive. And that's absolutely fine if you choose that route. But for me, I wouldn't choose that route. And I've been in that situation and I, I didn't want to choose that path. So it's an absolute non-negotiable for me. If you cheat on someone, it's saying a lot about you as a person. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means you need to go and do some work. Yeah, because it's very self-sabotaging. <laughs> exactly. And behavior. it's sad how much people like take it personally. They go, mm. oh my God, it's about me. I was cheating on da, da. Like, it's sad. But it just says so much about the other person. So that's why it's non-negotiable for me because it's like I don't want to be with someone that yeah. needs to stop self-sabotaging. Um, so I put be passionate and driven and just know that you want a bit more out of life. I want to be with someone that not so much like it's fine to, it's not like, oh, I want to take over the world or something. But say if you're unhappy with your life and you have no passion to change it, then that to me is just... Yeah, it's not yeah. inspiring because I'm like that's again the, the fixed mindset, right? Like yeah, that's someone with a, you want someone with a growth mindset. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like don't moan about your life and then have no no push to change it because yeah. that is just like an absolute dead weight and dead weights just bring us down. And then the last one is a bit deep, but it's just something I feel like I sometimes notice in people, and maybe it's because I've noticed it in myself in the past. It's like if I can really tell that you're almost running away from yourself. like running away from your reality running away from your pain it's a very natural thing to do but obviously with what we're interested in and what I'm actually going to be embarking on the next year is the complete opposite of that it's like healing and looking at all your stuff leading you to a beautiful life so I don't think I could be with someone if I could tell that they were constantly running from themselves because I just think that causes mental health issues and that's like numbing out la- their life yeah like probably like substance abuse <laughs> stuff like that yeah, I mean, like no one wants that but yes yeah but no yeah you, you know what i mean just like yeah 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 so yeah they're my non-negotiables amazing non-negotiables um what a man does <laughs> <laughs> I know. Do you think they sounded like quite intense? Like, do you think if someone no. was listening, they'd think, oh my God, that's a lot to ask? Absolutely not. We've got to ask for the moon. And yeah, exactly. The moon. But I mean, like, I feel like they are quite subtle as well. And like, 
it's no, like being open to it all those yeah. things it's like you've got to be open to yeah yeah it's just like someone with a growth mindset that's mm. self-aware mm. that is open to the fact that they might not be a completely perfect person and be okay to do some work on that and not mm. be a substance abuser <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. not just not yeah run from you've got to meet people on your level as well and i think obviously like we do work on ourselves and i'm sure a lot of our listeners do and at the end of the day you don't want to do all this work on yourself to meet someone that's not done any work on themselves and that's not in like an ego kind of way it sounds a bit egoy but it's like you deserve to be met on the same level Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't i wouldn't want to be with someone that wasn't even open to the possibility of learning and growing to be a better person yeah and if that's really important thing for you like that's clearly one of your values Mm. is that you value personal growth and Mm. stuff like that so you know you have to your values with your partner has to align otherwise like your life partner otherwise it's not going to work and you are going to spend the rest of your life with that person that you're having these non that you're listing as your non-negotiables so you are going to spend absolutely shit loads of time with them so like they're going to rub off on you so much Mm. so if they're not healthy and like on your level or whatever they're gonna bring you down Mm. as well and if you already work hard to bring yourself up then that's not fun yeah and that's why you have to be like i think a bit vigilant at the start of relationships and like kind of know like if you've never thought about this and you're listening now and you're like oh my god i'm not even thought about this have a think about it especially if you're kind of like on the lookout for a partner because like having that idea at the start because i think if you kind of think this further down the line it's crazy how much like someone can actually like become a part of you in a way like yeah. say if I didn't think about my non-negotiables met someone and thought oh it's fine and then like you, they can bring you down to their level very easily and you yes. can just forget about it so I think thinking about non-negotiables before a relationship is actually really important yeah keep the standards high yeah because you literally become who you're around so mm. and especially someone like who you're in a relationship with because typically you spend a lot more time with them than your friends so it's even more important Mm. that they are you know not a dick yeah (laughs) and on your they on they are negotiating your non-negotiables yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so mine are number one is that is very similar to you <laughs> that they have a growth mindset mm-hmm. and they have to be into personal growth on some way like i don't care how or mm. what i don't care what you believe you don't have to believe the same things as me mm. you might think manifesting's a load of bullshit mm. and i think it's amazing mm. and that's fine but you you know if they if that they believe that in some that's really sciencey thing or something i don't know like what i just don't care what you believe Mm. as long as you are showing a some level of self-awareness um and growth mindset and optimism for life as well like i'm like because i very am i'm a very optimistic person and (laughs) i just couldn't be with someone that wasn't i know they say like opposites attract and like the laws of polarity and Mm. all that like but I really just couldn't. No. And you know, people say people balance each other out, whatever. My optimism does not need to be brought back down. Any, it doesn't. It's not unrealistic optimism. No. But I think you wake up every day and you have a choice about how you see life. Mm. Do you want to see the beauty? Do you want to see the opportunity? Do you want to see the the opportunity for growth and happiness and love 
and the amazing things, the tiny things, and appreciate all of those and make the most out of every day. I'm not saying like, oh, go skydiving every day and do mental things. But it's like, you know, do you walk, go on a walk and do you look at the trees and think, beautiful life? You know, like little things like that, as well as thinking, wow, like, I, like for example, when when like we, we had a little little meeting yesterday <laughs> about something that we're going to launch soon. Mm. I was working it out working out the finance stuff from it. And then I was thinking, you look at how much it might f- f- like cost you initially. Mm. I don't want to like reveal what it is <laughs> to talk around this. But basically, like you can, and you see, you assess like the risk level and all this stuff. And then I just thought to myself, wow, I'm really lucky. I am a woman in a stable country with a strong economy where I am in a position where I can, I have complete freedom to expand my business and launch new things in it, completely whatever I want to do. Mm. Like there's no, there's nothing like getting in the way. There's no one getting in the way. Cause yeah, I think it's because like, you know, what's been going on in like Afghanistan and stuff like that. It makes, really makes you think like mm. about how lucky we are to be in like a safe country where, mm. where you have like freedom to do things like that. Things that you might think, you might look at and try and, 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 and your brain might automatically go to see the stress in the situation. Yeah. And you remind yourself, actually, you're really lucky and, and like privileged that this is even an opportunity and an option for you. Yeah. And if you weren't on that level, you would just see the negative probably. Yeah. Like the stress of it. Yeah. So like just optimism, even from that sense, like I just, I just can't, like, I just think optimism is the most, one of the most important things for your mental health. Mm. And it's not about being unrealistic. It's just about choosing to take your mind from looking at the clouds to looking at the sunshine. And you have that choice every single day. And I always choose to look at the sunshine. Sometimes my head is stuck in the clouds, but you know, and that's kind of life that you just pull yourself back. Mm. But generally that's where I like to live facing the sunshine. So I would need, I would need a partner that's like that too, because I could not be brought down. I couldn't be in the clouds every day. I'd be really sad. (laughs) No, 100%. You have to have someone on your level. Yeah. So optimism, growth mindset, got to be into some sort of personal growth. Like just self-awareness. Because I think when you go into relationships as well, you 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 come up to... Like conflict is inevitable. Mm. Conflict is not a bad thing. It's about your ability to, to resolve it and to mm. communicate effectively together to resolve it whether the relationship survives that or not like every relationship is going to have conflict and that's healthy and that's fine but it's about Mm. how you you know move out of it and I think if you are trying to resolve conflict that's inevitable that will happen in a relationship with somebody who does not like that guy that you said who was like (laughs) I'm just such a sick guy there's nothing else that I need to fix I mean great that your self-esteem is high that's good but when you when you go into like a conflict or whatever, if you have that mindset that you're so great, then none of it's going to be your fault. It's going to be all the other person's fault, and you're never yeah. going to work through it. So, the, a ability to look at yourself in the mirror, put your ego aside, and just be honest and oh, like just just be happy to look at where your downfalls are and know mm. that you you are not perfect and be totally okay with that because mm. no one's perfect, but when you have that growth mindset, you know you're not perfect, but you you know that if you you come up against things where you see, oh, I didn't do right, I didn't do right there. Mm. That's my that's a, a flaw in my being that's actually not good, and I need to fix it. Mm. You fix it, and then that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I wouldn't like. I just you. No one's perfect, but it's about 
that mindset to move out of move out of it yeah exactly it's like dropping your ego and just knowing you can work on yourself yeah so that and i think that's essential to have from both parties in a relationship so that's my number one non-negotiable mm-hmm. and number two number two is that they respect themselves mm-hmm. it's quite random but mm. um they need to respect themselves and show some sort of level of commitment to themselves mm. like just show some sort of like self-love Mm. not being like i love myself mm. <laughs> but as in they like i'm not I, and, and again what i was saying about the personal growth thing i don't care what you believe or how you do it same with this how you respect yourself and show up for yourself and commit to yourself i don't care what or how you do it just that you do it like because mm. i think that shows within like if somebody respects themselves like if they respect themselves like is if you respect yourself, you don't want to go around behaving really badly. You mm. don't want to go around self-sabotaging and um, put like pushing your shit onto other people. Mm. If you respect yourself, because you're like, whoa, res- you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. You'll you'll <laughs> be like that kind of mindset. And I think as well, like if you respect, like you look after yourself, you respect your body, your health. Mm. You know, because you know, without your health, you cannot enjoy life. You can't do anything. We need our health, otherwise we can't work. We can't love our friends. We can't love our family, our partners. You can't do anything without that. Mm. So, and I just think if someone doesn't respect themselves in that way their their body their behavior their choices and how they show up for themselves they chances are will not respect you because mm. people meet you on the level they've met themselves mm, i was just thinking that and where like we massively respect ourselves is in mm. that's why we wake up every morning and do the morning routine we do that's why mm. we read the books we do that's why we you know go to th- take ourselves to therapy and invest in ourselves things like that it's because you respect yourself you want the best for you and mm. you want to take care of good care of yourself so you need that in a partner because if they're not doing that they haven't got good habits within themselves they'll just push it onto you and like mess you up mm. do you know what i mean so it's yeah. actually really important so yeah like they could be a, a gym weightlifter whatever pumping pumping the biceps in the gym or it could go running or whatever like i don't care how mm. you show up for yourself but just that you do yeah no 100 because the way like you said the way you show up for yourself will like translate into your relationship and yeah. i think if you if there's no level of respect there that will soon show in the yeah. relationship it's if inevitable you, yeah if you respect yourself on a basic level then you will respect that yourself enough that you want your relationship to be good Mm. you want your friendships to be good mm. so you'll treat that other person with respect you treat the relationship with re- respect and <laughs> understand that like you know they are things that you have to build like relationships are built like the healthy amazing relationships are built you don't just find them and stumble on them it's too mm. lisa the relationship <laughs> coach says two whole people building a relationship <laughs> she you know that's that's the truth yeah so yeah that's number two and number Keep three going. Is it quite fun? Oh, I love <laughs> and that. Just because I've got, and maybe some of you guys might have sensed it, but I like I'm not. I don't come on the podcast and be a freak every week, but I actually am secretly like a bit crazy, and Abby knows that. Not like in a bad way. Just I have this part of me as who I am, like my soul, that's like really childlike mm. i don't want to say childish because that's like an immature like mm. childlike just very playful mm. um and silly i love to work hard 
but I love to be a bit silly as well. Not this, mm. like necessarily at the same time, but I just, I cannot, I cannot live life without being a bit silly. Mm. I can't. <laughs> I get so sad when I don't nurture that part of myself. Mm. Um, and obviously like that's within my responsibility to bring that into relationship and make sure that I like, as in, you should never hide, like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. You should bring all of you into a relationship. So mm. I'm not saying, oh, they they have to be silly too, otherwise I can't be it. Like I'd just be me. But like even when I when I first moved to uh, London when I was like twenty, and um, I was like didn't know anyone, like had no mates there, and just started working, and so I didn't like know anyone properly yet. And like mm. obviously all my close friends who who would have those silly moments with him friendship like what me and you have mm. um I didn't ha- have any of them around me because I didn't mm. know anyone yet so I was still making friends so that part of me didn't get nurtured for so long and it really affected me yeah no I can imagine that um what if I can't let out the crazy yeah yeah I feel like you'd literally go nuts yeah yeah like I've always known well no, no I've not always known that about you but I see that a lot yeah like you're like no matter how serious and I've said this before no matter like how serious our, like, cause we take our work very seriously yeah, because yeah, we're yeah, like I take, women and we know yeah, what we want. Yeah. But we could literally be about to meet the queen or something Yeah. and Grace would turn around and crack some weird joke that would probably make me piss myself. And I'm like, just at the most random times, like you've always, always got that really silly side. And I've also said to you before that definitely like, I can just see it in your future that you're just going to be with someone that really nurtures that and yeah. you just be so silly you be so silly around your kids. So silly. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very, very, like, natural part of you. Mm. Like, you could never be with someone that, like, you felt like you couldn't be yeah. like that with. No, I couldn't. I'd, it would be it would be the death of your me. Your soul would just be like... Eh. My soul would die. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, like, work hard. I take, my, I take, I take what we do so mm. seriously and, mm-hmm. like, obsessed with, like, the quality and, like, mm. that we're doing the right thing and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't, that's what I think people think, like, when you get older, like, being silly means you don't care and yeah, you're just like here yeah, to mess about all the time and it's not it's just this it's just childlike playful yeah so that's my other non-negotiable that like they're down for that yeah I love some that. people aren't some people no, are some people aren't and I think it's more of an energy thing like you'll know when you meet people if you feel like you can be like that yeah and if you can't then that's just a sign yeah yeah so that's relationship non-negotiables beautiful I loved yours very insightful. Yeah, I like chores too. Okay, <laughs> question number three. What is the number one thing you want to happen most in your life? Like out of your entire life, you've got full control, full manifesting control right now. The one thing you definitely, definitely want to happen. <laughs> Such a deep question. I would say like as an absolute whole, obviously it's a lot of things I want in life, but as an absolute whole, I would say to have and experience a very deep and nurturing love oh, and i love that yeah it's beautiful and obviously i do really want a family that's definitely what i see in my future but i feel like you just never know what's going to happen mm. you never ever know like what is going to happen in life like you don't There's so many things that could go against that so even though i love that what i want mainly is a deep deep love and whether that's like for my kids or with a partner or whatever i want to experience a deep nurturing love and a love that I can like learn and grow yeah. in, like I said at the start, um, and just ex- experience. No, just enjoy life with yeah. that person and with that love. And then I suppose that translates to self love as well. Yeah, like that's basically what came to me. I was like, I want a deep love, 
and just be in the moment and enjoy life like all these material things that we want are absolutely fab and we can all get them we can have whatever we want and I believe that fully but when I'm on my deathbed and looking back I'm going to look back and I want to think I really enjoyed life and I really loved all that I could yeah I remember when we did together like our three or like lifelong manifestations oh, yeah. or something like that and it's basically like your life values really mm. and i remember you you put like to track the purest love mm, yeah that's and i just way. remember thinking wow that is so <laughs> adorable and amazing and i just love it so much <laughs> yeah because i feel like if you like set that intention then you will really attract like healthy relationships and stuff mm. because you're like you've got that as your deep seed yeah and um i think and and for you to say i that's the number one thing is that i want this deep this purest love like deep nurturing love mm. that's you saying you're worth it which is mm. half the fucking problem yeah like half the battle as it mean not mm. problem like for for most people everyone wants that mm. everyone truly wants that that's that's what humans want is love and acceptance and we love connection and being you know with people that's that's what makes us happy really Mm. everything else is is just a bonus but um part of the like the battle of people wanting that but never getting it is that worthiness and believing Mm. that they're worth it or not Mm. everyone listening to this podcast right now you are so worth deep pure nurturing amazing love like everybody is deserving of that doesn't matter what you grew up with what you grew up believing from your childhood all that stuff yeah what you believe about yourself eh, you are so worthy and deserving of that as a like basic Mm. level you know no one deserves to be in unhealthy relationships no no one so yeah Yeah. that's beautiful i feel like as well the more you do working yourself love self-love like i feel like i'm at the point where and it's not to say you have like stupidly high standards or that you don't know that relationships work, but I know that if someone couldn't meet me on that level, then I have the self-love within me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like that is what self-love is all about, knowing that like, yeah, I want a very deep nurturing love and I'm always going to source that out. And if I ever was in a situation where I felt like that's not what I'm getting, then I know that I have self-love within me. Yeah. And that, that thing of you can always fall back on yourself yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what is yours? Um, my number one thing that I definitely want to happen in my life is I want to be a mom. I don't. I need to stop talking American in this episode. I'm really sorry, but I can't help it. I've got such a bad habit for it. I'm half American, so yeah. it's legal for me to do this. But um, yeah, I really want to be a mom. Mm. Not anytime soon, because. <laughs> I'm, my life is not set up for that right now but some people are like really maternal and I mean I think everyone on some level is mm. I mean some people aren't and like, it's fine like whatever it is that you want I just really am mm. and um but not to the point where I'm like tomorrow I'll have a baby tomorrow like I, I don't like I want to wait until my life is actually in the right place where I can have the the healthy like family life that I kind of envision and want mm. to create. But I just think how we as women, as powerful, amazing mm. beings with these amazing bodies, I think what like one of the things that we can do is recreate life and like mm. literally cook a little human inside of you. <laughs> I think is the most fascinating, incredible thing ever. Mm. And I just think it's the most beautiful thing ever. Like, 
to literally create a, a, like a mini part of you mm, like it's physically God, part of you like i think it's so amazing mm. so like yeah i just really want that's what i definitely want to make sure happens in my life yeah i love that some way that i am um, yeah that i get to be a mother <laughs> i love it and it's like we never know like when stuff like that will happen but as long as you know that you want that yeah i think it's beautiful yeah i love the maternal vibes yeah it's just like it's it's, it's some like whenever like i'm doing like med- meditations or things about goals or like when they're like oh think about what you manifest or whatever like mm. it's always things to do with career blah, blah blah things like that and then it's always that mm. it's like an like a north star that you know you just know like so deep down like that you mm. really like it's part of your purpose mm. i think some people's purpose like it is to be a, maybe you're gonna mother. have like eight kids oh my god eight wow <laughs> you never I'm know sure my body can handle that <laughs> um no i don't think i'd want eight but yeah <laughs> i just think it's the most beautiful thing in the world and i'd love to experience it beautiful <laughs> well we're affirming that to the universe we are we're affirming to the universe everything yeah, right now so much <laughs> i was just thinking that like literally i feel like like maybe a year ago i could have never like said these things yeah even out loud I it's, like, it's when mm. you do the personal like development work that you get to know yourself so well that you know what is important to you and then you also do the work to know that you're worth it then mm. you can comfortably sit there and set goals and claim what you want in life yeah um so okay. if you don't claim it nobody else will yeah claim your order from the menu of life what you want because you can have it all but you've got to choose okay exactly. question number four what is the one most significant insignificant day of your life okay so i feel like i struggled with this question because i felt like a few different days were coming up so i wouldn't say this is probably like the most insignificant significant day mm. but i feel like it was just a random day where i learned a lot so i kind of need to do a little bit of a backstory for this to make sense so you guys probably know that i study fashion design and I've probably spoke before about this. At university. How, yeah, university for three years. And throughout the last year, you create your own collection that you design and make. And probably people listening have probably done this before and they know how intense it is, how much work goes into it. Oh my God, the hours, we would literally be doing like 12 hour days, like every day towards the end. It was very, very intense. And it was quite competitive, but that's very natural for fashion. Obviously, it's a very competitive industry. So they're kind of getting you ready for that. And all for uni, and especially like in my creative thing, and you'll know this as well. I've always been like quite a high achiever. Yeah, and I've have. always, yeah, I've always like loved getting high marks. Like, and I always did. So that's the thing. Like, I always got high marks, always got good feedback. I mean, there was the odd project where I get like some dodgy feedback, but I always, yeah, I always felt like I did really well and I always, like, loved getting the praise and everything like that. Teacher's pet. Yeah. I'm joking, I'm joking. No, yeah, I mean, I'm, No, you, know, you weren't, but no, you... Yeah, I think you someone did call me that one. Oh, no, you were just a high achiever. No, sure. yeah, I won't say I was teacher's pet, actually. Some of the teachers I really didn't go on with. But, yeah, I was a high achiever and I just loved a bit of that. And then, yeah, so it comes towards the end of this year and you, there's basically a competition to get into a fashion show. Um... And it, there's just so much pressure put on this fashion show. It really didn't mean anything. Graduate Fashion Week. Yeah, so Graduate Fashion Week, you pr- guys have probably heard of it. Like, it can go into so many things like media and stuff. And basically, it was a competition to get into it. And I didn't get in. And quite a few people didn't anyway. So that didn't really bother me. I was just like, whatever. I know I've done my collection. I really enjoyed it. It's completely different to getting your mark. It's just like this fashion design, fashion runway thing at the end. But then there was this day where we went to the graduate fashion week 
And like, I don't even like explaining this story. I just feel like it's just still a bit vulnerable and weird for me. I just don't, it's just weird. But basically they like printed out loads of massive pictures of loads of the collections. And I remember my friends got there first and they were like all taking pictures of like their own stuff out. And like they had clothes out, they had the catwalk and they had the pictures. And I was like, and everyone was taking pictures of their own pictures on the wall. And I was like, I can't see my pictures anywhere. And I'm not joking, they printed out. And this sounds really harsh, but honestly, they printed out some really, really dodgy collections. <laughs> like, they were like, and I'm not saying that from like a mean point of view, like people that didn't really put any work in and stuff. And like, I literally like put my blood, blood sweat and tears into this collection. And anyway, they didn't print out my pictures. And to anyone else, like, I feel like it would just be like, oh, whatever. But for some reason, this hit me really hard. And I feel like it was like the first time I'd ever felt like a proper failure. Mm. And I know that sounds really deep because obviously that wasn't even to do anything with my mark, but I just took it so personally. I was like, I've literally put so much effort into this collection for about like eight months, like eight months, like living, breathing and sleeping it. Like I wasn't even working at the time. Like you literally just do everything for this collection. And I was like, and I've not even got a picture printed. Like I was so like almost offended. I remember I just went home and I was like trying to act normal about it, but I like went home and I just cried. And I literally just cried for like two hours. I was like, I feel Aww. like such a failure. Yeah, I know. And I think because I had always been a high achiever and always got high marks, it was the first time someone had like, kind of been like, no. Like someone said no to me, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like something you've just got to learn in life. Yeah. Um. Yeah, anyway, so I feel like from that experience, like, I, I cried for like two hours and then I thought, you got to pick yourself back up here because I could feel my negative self-talk getting very, very loud. Like, I could feel like, oh, were you a failure? Why didn't they print your pictures? Like, do they think my whole collection is shit? And they didn't think my collection is shit. I literally got absolute top marks. Like, a lot of people did. I got a first. Like, they mm. loved the collection. Like, really, really good feedback. Obviously, they just didn't print the pictures, but... I could feel my negative negative self-talk getting very, very loud. And I had to like step in for myself and be like, stop it. Like you need to pick yourself back up. And that goes back again to picking yourself back up. Because I didn't tell anyone about this at the time. Like even my friends, like I just, I pretended like I wasn't bothered. And I suppose that's a bit of an ego thing. I was just like, oh yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. But like it mattered so much to me at the time. Mm. And then um, from there, I was like, you, you can't let this get the best of you. Like it's just it's not that big of a deal. Like you're just beating yourself back up. So I picked myself up and I went out and I got myself a job, like one of the first ones to get a job. And then, yeah, I pushed myself. I moved to London and I started working, but I really had to step in, like I said. And it also just opened my eyes up to the possibility of like, and I always know I'm talented, but it's like, you've got to kind of remind yourself and know that you can do different things. Cause I really do feel like, and this is why this is an insignificant, significant day that if I got into graduate fashion week and like got on the catwalk, got the pictures, got everything, I really feel like I'd be like in London with my own fashion brand right now. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I would have enjoyed that, but I really feel like this is in alignment for me right now. Like mm. as in podcast self-development. And when I like, yeah, when I didn't get in that, I kind of opened my eyes to the possibility. I was like, well, I love fashion, but I, I remember the next day thinking, should I start a blog or something? I was like, there's just so much of this like self-development stuff in me. I was like, what can I start? and outlet yeah like it just opened my eyes I thought there's so much talent in me don't think that like just because one person said no like one person thought we're gonna print her pictures over her like it was nothing personal to me it made me think like you're so talented pick yourself back up don't beat yourself up what can you do like you're so powerful go and get a job open your eyes to different possibilities and yeah that's about it but yeah it was a vulnerable weird situation and probably my friends that listen to this now are like oh my god I didn't even realize I'd be yeah. so upset over that yeah but yeah 
Wow. Well, I think that you can... Obviously, you were really proud of your work and were happy with it. And you obviously Mm. got really high grade that you didn't put your thing in whatever, that thing. But it's like you can apply that lesson to your life in business now Mm. because not everyone's going to like what we do. Mm. We're going to like approach people to come on the podcast or whatever, do things, set up things, pitch things. People are going to say no. And it's about taking the nose and knowing that your stuff's good anyway. Mm, And it doesn't mean that you need to change. It's not right for that person. It doesn't affect the quality Mm. and keep going anyway. Mm. Who cares? Exactly. (laughs) Like you get, you got to like, yeah, just take the nose on the chin and just know that. Yeah. You're not for absolutely anyone, but it doesn't mean that you're not special. It doesn't yeah. dim your light at all. I think what's like when you're at, at school and stuff or uni or whatever, like obviously you got a good grade, but obviously there's so much pressure put on the performance level mm. and like the outcomes and stuff that um, you can put so much of your worth on things like that. And then obviously graduate fashion week within fashion is like mm. quite a, I don't know if it's as big as it was now. I'm kind of out of the loop feel like people don't care about it as much or am i offending people by saying that well graduate fashion week. yeah i feel like when we were younger like it was like a really i don't know i feel like they still do. well they definitely do on the courses anyway trying to get into it oh right but um but the thing is it doesn't really mean much yeah it's it's, it's all for show and all to kind of like say you got in it and i think mm. that's why it gets in your head because you think oh it'd be so good just to say i got in <laughs> but then but that's what i love about the internet is because um despite all old institutions and like paradigms things like that mm. you can create your own platforms online yeah exactly who's gonna say and that's more powerful. the market might say no to you but mm. you know you can create your own platforms yeah the power is in your hands yeah for sure so what is your most significant insignificant it's getting quite hard to say the more i say that <laughs> one most significant in seemingly insignificant day is this one day uh or basically if you go on our instagram right and look at our reels i did a little reel it basically sums up this whole story in 60 seconds but let's see if i can sum it up now (laughs) basically i failed my as levels which is like you when you come out of like high school in the uk you can either go to college or a sixth form where you carry on doing like academic stuff and it's like these academic exams you do before you go to university Mm. and basically I didn't follow my heart and I went where all my friends went and all that stuff and didn't actually stay true to what is I'm actually good at and put myself in an environment to thrive um and I also just didn't really care about what I was doing because I hated it so much so basically I just failed the first year and didn't get let back in then went to try and go to another college then the college didn't run the course then I attended another college stayed there for about three days then I ran out in the middle of the class and said I was going to the toilet and actually just ran out of the building and never went back (laughs) so a lot of drama but basically this one insignificant day my mum's boyfriend at the time like his like boyfriend like her daughter I don't, yeah someone that he knew basically told my mum about this fashion course at this college that I didn't even know existed and that was the day I decided to go and because of that one choice you are listening to this podcast right now because that's where I'm at Abby I love that it's a butterfly effect it 100% is and I'll never forget you walking into the class or maybe not walking into the class but I remember the first day yeah I remember so seeing you you were, I guess I joined a bit late because I yeah. spent all the time at other colleges and running away from them. <laughs> but yeah, I joined and you were, 
you I, you weren't who I thought you were. <laughs> as in, not in a horrible way, as in like, because you were hanging out with like the really loud people in the class, like the gobby people. Ragging around. Rag, the little ragers. I, well, I did mess around quite a lot at the start of that. I just wanted to talk. no, but that <laughs> class was really, really quiet. And I was like, I, I'm quite a quiet person, but I was like, yeah, I can't stand really how quiet, quiet this is. So I attached myself to this girl that was really loud because I, really I was like, I can't stand this. <laughs> no, she won't. I was like, I can't stand how quiet this class is. I was like, I need to speak. So yeah, it was like one extreme to the other. It was like a quiet class She's and then quite one a character, this girl. really loud girl. And Abby appeared to be a Bessie. So I thought they went to school together or something. So I thought she must be a little accomplice. <laughs> she must be a little rancher as well. I better stay away from her. <laughs> she was like, trouble. No, I'm joking. Um, so yeah, that's my insignificant day. Okay, next question. Abby, <laughs> what was the lowest point of your life so far? So again, this is not my lowest point because I feel like it's just a quite a vulnerable question my lowest point we'll just save that for another time but this was one of my lower points and I won't go massively into it but it was 2020 March start of lockdown and I basically been like dating someone and they were triggering me so much like there was things being triggered like attachment styles weird maybe abandonments like just like quite a range Trauma of things bombs. Yeah, probably that I couldn't, I couldn't make sense of because I didn't have the knowledge. Like I literally didn't have the knowledge. This was before we even started the podcast. And I knew that there was some kind of pattern happening in my relationships that was not serving me at all. And I was not showing up the person that I wanted to be and I was attracting the wrong people and it was getting me really frustrated. And basically it was like seeing this guy and it was starting to like fizzle and this fizzling was like intense. I couldn't stand it. It was really weird. It was like... I could just feel so many things going off in me and I couldn't stand it. And then obviously lockdown was announced. So it was actually the day of lockdown. This lockdown was announced um, and we we're all like, oh, right, four week lockdown, what's that? And so that was probably what was like um, causing a bit of tension as well. But then I just remember thinking, well, it's already fizzling with this guy and it's just going to fizzle more because now I can't see him. And something's really not right with it, but I feel so attached to this like weird situation. And I remember I just like led there in bed and just cried. And I just felt really low. Like I felt like my self-love was just really low. Because mm. I was like, why am I seeking so much from this person? Like something Validation is not right here. Yeah. yeah, it was like, it felt like, it sounds really dramatic. It felt like I was drowning. I was like, something's not right. And like, I can't, I can't get myself to the surface. Something is not right. So I cried. And then again, I, I led there and that is honestly was a turning point for me. I thought something's not right here. I thought you're going to seek out help. It's fine. Before I get into any other relationship, I'm going to go and get help. And that's what I did. I got therapy. I didn't go crazy looking for a therapist or anything like that. I thought something right is going to come for me. And yeah, I picked myself back up as I did again. And I thought this is not going to fizzle because I hate it when people do that. Cause I said to him, I can feel it fizzling. And he's like, no, 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 you can't. No, you're not going to fizzle me anymore. I just ended it. I was like, stop trying to fizzle me. This isn't right. I hate people. Like, just, just, just own say, it. Yes. Yeah. Say, I'm not into this. Goodbye. Yeah. So I ended it. It was there. I got out of bed. Never cry in bed. It's a horrible thing. I, I don't like it at all. Got out of bed. I went downstairs. Made myself a drink. Why? And I thought, Where do you like to cry? I don't know. But c- um, crying, lying in bed. It's just bed sob. It's just cozy. It, depressing for oh, me. It just okay. makes me feel like, ugh. 
Anyway, yeah, so I got out of bed, I went downstairs, and that was time to work for me. And you decided, I'm not going to be this woman anymore. I'm going to be the woman I want to be. Exactly. I was like, I'm not chasing anyone that's not right for me, and I need to show up for myself in a better way. So yeah, I went and I did the work. And yeah, just to reflect on that quite low point, because I felt like almost desperate. But then, yeah, obviously, I picked myself back up. And I think it was about maybe a week or two was when you said to me, would you like to start a podcast? (laughs) And I was like... So uh, I've just started this own little journey. I'm feeling really good because it's been about two weeks. I was like, I'm feeling really good. I've forgotten about this guy because he was not the right guy. And then I was like, wow, yeah, I want to focus on this. This is good. And then the rest was history. Wow. Um, I think those people will relate to that. So thanks for sharing. I think everyone has been there mm. at some point. Everyone has been like at that point where you feel like, yeah, like you're in the war and you you trying to you pulling on this a rope that maybe a guy's holding and you're like <laughs> trying to pull yourself up and they're letting the rope go and you're like, please validate me. Yeah. No, it's like the inner child comes out. That's what it was like. Yeah, like inner child yeah, was like, yeah. oh my god, I need help. That is why it's so important to one do self love work because that eliminates that. Mm. Two, learn about attachment styles and mm. relationship stuff and childhood. I don't want to say trauma, but people always think that sounds like dramatic, but like anything, childhood, anything. What were your patterns mm. from childhood? Mm. So it's literally what you bring into a relationship. So as soon as you can become aware, you're halfway there. Yeah. So, you know, you just need to educate on yourself on all those things and then you can eliminate yourself of all the horrible feelings that you get from situations like that, that we all find ourselves in, especially we're finding our feet in life mm. when you're like first starting out like before you've got the experience to know that mm. it all starts with us the love starts with us like how we let people treat us it starts with us so um yeah yeah I felt loads of people relate to that story yeah for sure what would you say is your lowest point it's a very deep question yeah it's really deep <laughs> okay so deep <laughs> this is my lowest point was um when i was this is i think maybe i was 18 it was when i was at college with you mm. and basically i'd <laughs> see your face every day and it just made me feel so low. <laughs> it was that was the time when like i i developed like awful awful anxiety mm. um and anxiety is not fun especially when it comes all consuming and crazy yeah basically i just there was this one night where it just had got to this point where it got so bad that i was on my own in the house and like my anxious thoughts were so loud and you scare yourself so much with what you worry about and think about especially when you've got your anxiety going insane like any tiny thing you're going to convince yourself is a threat you're like you're on absolute overdrive of threat and like fight or flight so your mind is just insane just running around with everything that could possibly scare you it's screaming at you Mm. and I was just like on my own in the house and because I was on my own I was then obviously completely by myself with my own thoughts and I was so I I was at that point where my thoughts were that loud and that worrying like on a on of how anxious they were that I I couldn't be alone Mm. so I had to like ring ring up my mom basically and was like come and get me and like go to her house because um 
I just couldn't be myself. And I was, I think I was only, I think I was actually only on my own in the house for maybe like two hours or an hour. Like mm. my dad had just gone to the gym or something like that. Like I wasn't like, I was like on my own for weeks. So mm. It was just like an evening for a short amount of time. But my mind was in such an awful state that I couldn't even be by myself. So my mommy had to come and save me. <laughs> but that was like the low, a very low point for me because... I mean, what is lower than having no control over mm. your mind? It's horrible. Mm. It's absolutely horrible. Horrible. <laughs> so yeah, that was it. But um, that's what that's like the thing that I feel like I could cry. <laughs> <laughs> this is no, you can tell episode. it. Yeah, you can tell it's like a very vulnerable time for you. That's why I think it's so nice that you can share because it inspires a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's what um, it's a huge like why for me like to just never get back to that place because mm. it's so horrible. <laughs> it's awful, and um, yeah, and to just do everything that you can to like take really good care of yourself, proper mm. look after yourself, respect yourself, put yourself first. I obviously you know take care of all your mates and that, but you know like really really look after you because you can your mind things in life can happen that cause like situational anxiety so your mind can very 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 easily like spiral off like from life events and even like depression things like that it comes as often as a result of uh some sort of life ex- like event happening that, and that's out of your control you can't control what if a bad thing is going to happen to you or not mm. you can't so and and how that can trigger off like mental illness within people like it's, it's just not fun so um yeah I just that was like that one night where I was like well, shit this is bad mm. this is bad so that's why now like I'm so passionate about completely understanding what anxiety is, what depression is, um, and completely understanding the depths of our minds, our subconscious minds, and how to how to hack your mind and manage your mind and be happy so you can wake up every day and look at the sun <laughs> instead of the clouds and all of that because um, when your brain goes off into its things of what it does, like our natural brain response to like bad situations in life, whatever, which develops anxiety, depression, it's so uncomfortable and painful. So we need to have the knowledge and the tools to be able to move ourselves away from that. So that is why that is like such huge why for me, motivation for me and everything. Um, It's beautiful. You never want to go back there. Yeah. I mean, you might because our brains can take over and go crazy again. (laughs) But, you know, it's just, yeah. No, it's beautiful. It's like well, probably one of the main reasons we're here. Yeah. And I think it's why it is so inspiring because if anyone is listening to this now and you suffer with anxiety, maybe you're suffering today or you've just been through a bad period, like grace is living proof. Like I've never experienced anxiety that bad. But like for you to speak by openly like that, to say how much like you felt like your mind was against you and then to how you are now, mm. like you have to kind of surround yourself and remind yourself of people that have yeah. achieved that because it's so possible even with depression and stuff like if you're depressed right now you can get out of it but you have to keep reminding yourself like the, it's the, achievable like yeah. think of grace each time if you're in that situation and you're really yeah, anxious yeah think yeah. of grace i mean um yeah i like it, it was it was very bad and I, I was like yeah it was around when i was about 18 17 and then i didn't have it for years and then unfortunately it returned <laughs> not even that long ago on a quite a similar scale which was really difficult to manage especially because it was like years later when I was like already had equipped myself with loads of tools and skills and knowledge but still even then like it wasn't it this is the thing the like the bounce back 
out of it was really quick compared mm. to before because I knew exactly how to bounce myself back out of it. And I kept reminding myself, you have felt this way before years ago and you got yourself out of it. No one else did. You fucking did it and you can do it again. Mm. And But I would look as well at other people that I admire um, within the self-development world or anything in life who had, who had bounced back from their own like mm. whatever adversity in some way and that gave me strength so you have to if you're listening to this now like yeah think about my situation or anyone like Mm. because you seem to believe and like if you can see that someone else has moved out but you know it's possible because when you're in it you feel like this is how you're going to feel forever Mm. and there isn't a way back out um but there is there's always a way there's therapy there's all these amazing things there's our podcast there's all the tools we give you put in the work day in day out day in day out and you will be happy you will yes um, even it. if life which like the thing life will go up and down up and down up and mm. down and i might go up like i might have that because what the reason what brought it back was like it was situational anxiety because mm. that's what you can have like chronic anxiety where it's like it starts as situational like a situation triggers it but then comes chronic if you never bounce back and ma- out like manage it to mm. come back out um so obviously that's not i haven't done that it just it's got it's like gone now which is so good but um yeah people can it can turn chronic for people if they don't and you won't be able to move out of it a bit from being from not becoming chronic if you don't understand it Mm. and like how all the brain stuff how it's working and like take yourself to therapy and be vulnerable and talk to people and open up and all all these things and like just really commit so hard to yourself Mm, that you are gonna take care of yourself and then that's the only way it's the only but yeah, this episode is so deep. Yeah. Okay, so a little bit more of a lighter question as we just wrap up with uh, this last question and then a, and then a quick fire question. Um, <laughs> so, Abby, what do you love the most in your life right now? So what I love most about my life right now is waking up every day. <laughs> this is like such a typical answer from us, but waking up every day and working on myself and like holding my vision for where I want to be. Like that just excites me so, so much. And I feel like I'm in such a good flow at the minute of like really like visualizing, knowing where I want to go, waking up and doing things that make me feel good, like journaling, um, like reading my book and stuff. Like that is what I'm loving most, like the growth, like Mm. I thrive off it. And I think, yeah, just showing up for yourself every single day and just being excited about the future. I love that. I was, um, there really is no better feeling. I was thinking the other day, like, so I said to my friend, I was like, I think I'm addicted to personal development. Is that a bad thing? I think that we're all addicted to different things. And obviously, yeah. like, it's it's fine if it's like... Like, you can be... Well, is it addicted or is it just a habit where it just becomes so ingrained in you? Yeah, that, just that you can't not do it. But then I was thinking as well, I was thinking, well, why is your brain addicted? It's probably because of the dopamine you get from mm. working on yourself. So I was like, mm. well, that's fine because that's a very healthy source of dopamine. So that is totally okay to be a personal development junkie. <laughs> but like, obviously, if you're like addicted to other things, you get this that's dopamine hit. You're getting it from, you can get it from different things. Make sure mm. you just get it from healthy things. But yeah, no, that's just totally random. But I just was thinking about it the other day and then I realized <laughs> that's why. It's because the dopamine you get, because nothing feels better than working on yourself. Yeah. That, like what Make you're saying, that's proud. what you love. It's, it's, your brain bloody loves it. All the chemicals love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the number one thing that I love the most in my life right now is waking up every day and having complete full time autonomy over my time mm. like complete time freedom obviously within reason like as in 
I have to put out an episode every Wednesday. I have to do work every day, blah, 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 things like that. So I'm not like I'm like just walking around every day like, woohoo, what should <laughs> I do today? <laughs> but um, freedom, like when it comes back to knowing what you want in life, like you really need to get clear about what your values are. Mm-hmm. And one of my values is freedom. And it drives me every day in the choices that I make. The way I'm slowly, slowly constructing my life, my career choices, deciding to do things, taking certain risks, it's all in the bid for my version of freedom Mm -hmm. and um, what freedom means to me and how I want to live. So um, yeah, right now, obviously like working for ourselves, like I have full freedom over my time. Mm -hmm. Like I have to stick my deadlines, do my work, but as in, uh, yeah, I don't take that for granted. Yeah. Any day, any day, like just, uh, yeah. That I have the time to wake up and do a full morning routine. Mm. And, you know, like what I did today, I went and did a walking mm. meditation that unexpected. It took it half an hour. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do a little workout in the park. And I was like, that's going to be able to get back in time and do my work before Abby gets here. Like, but um, if I had like a, you know, if I wasn't working for myself, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Like, even like small things like that, I always remind myself, like, wow, like, freedom yeah um so yeah that's why i'm loving so much right now in my life but this is our last um little quick fire thing just to finish (laughs) it off on a little cute note so we are we both don't know what each other's answers are to this but we're gonna give we're gonna tell each other like basically five words to sum each other up yeah you go first and i think this is nice because you should go and do this with your friends because i think it's nice like Sometimes you never know what your friends... Like, we probably do, but you never know what your friends think of you sometimes. So, like, little exercises like this are really good to, like, get to know yourself more. Um, so, five words to describe Grace best. It was hard to choose because there's so many amazing things. Oh, thank but you. But the first one is a bit funny. So, the first one I put ballsy because you just know what the hell you want out of life Ooh, and you just go for it. Love Second that. one, I put two together. I put funny slash fun, which we've already covered. You always make me laugh and you're always fun to be around put beautiful because you're beautiful inside and out oh. and i put loving because you've got oh. so much love in your heart oh. and very empowering oh. you're very empowering to be around and like oh. i mean you're my business partner so how lucky am i to have an empowering business an partner? empowering ballsy beautiful loving business partner <laughs> what more could you want well thank you that's so kind you're welcome okay here's your words <laughs> get my notebook up it feels funny doing this because i feel like you never really do this with your friends no never but everyone should go and do this with their friends imagine the amazing conversations that you would have not from this five word thing that's cute as well Mm. but from all these questions you'd really deeply get to know someone and like deepen your relationships that's what deepens relationships is is vulnerability and Mm. intimacy all that um okay so five words to describe abby (laughs) you're really wholesome um you're really like zen and calm oh nice you're really loving oh (laughs) you're really focused oh nice and you're really optimistic oh i love that you're like i didn't i don't know if there's actually a word for this but you're like the so basically the complete opposite of skeptical okay because anytime like i'm like ooh, are they a bit are they a bit of a weirdo you're like shut up they're nice (laughs) you're like yeah so yeah, like i just believe everyone's nice you always just see the good in everyone and everything and you're really oh, optimistic that is so. lovely oh <laughs> such a nice way to end so the episode guys you should go and like text your friends like that question yeah you should it fills your soul <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, this was a really fun episode to do. I hope you guys enjoyed it and getting mm. to know us more, like a lot more. Yeah, a lot more. <laughs> um, I hope you learned some things about us and maybe learned some really important life lessons or information or tips, knowledge or anything that you can take away and apply to yours. Or maybe it even made you feel less alone in your own life with some other, you know, your lowest point or whatever, you know. Yeah, you I never hope know so. Where you might relate. So we're just going to wrap it up with our quotes of the week. And it is that you can't just hope for happy endings. You have to believe in them, then do the work and take the risks. Oosh. That's what we do. Love <laughs> that. But oh, we mentioned a lot in this episode about self-love and just how important it is uh, to have a foundation of self-love within yourself just for happiness in your life and everything you've heard throughout all the questions we've answered how much it relates back to self-love so we have our self-love workshop on the 19th of september so there's literally only if, if you're listening to this on the day this episode comes out on wednesday there's literally only a few days left until the event so please do come along if you want to start your self-love journey or you've already started it and you just want to deepen it it is the topic we are the most passionate about and we just love to teach it and yeah it's going to be so much fun we love this workshop mm. so please do come and join us you can grab your ticket on our website findingyourfeetpodcast.com we've left the link in the show notes to the ticket but do try and come live if you are going to come because uh, obviously this event is available to watch back on replay if you cannot make it live but the self-love one is really like interactive because you know it's quite emotional and touching and we do a lot of like one-to-one work work with the people that attend the workshop like we work focused on you and your self-love journeys there's quite a lot of interaction and you will miss out on that if you just watch on the replay because obviously you won't be there to actually speak with us so if you are gonna come and you were thinking oh I'll just watch on the replay when I'm ready please do try and come live because it will really change the whole overall effect that you get out of this workshop yeah and it's just really nice to all be there together and like have that sense of community and I just I'm so excited for the next one because I really feel like you can hear in this episode how Mm. passionate we are about self-love and how it really has transformed our lives Mm -hmm. so that's why we've created this workshop because it means so much to us and people absolutely love it Yeah. yeah and it's just a beautiful evening so we would love to have you there well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> this deep episode, yeah. vulnerable episode. <laughs> um, and maybe you can go and ask these questions to some people in your life and have some fabulous deep conversations. But we will see you next Wednesday. Love you lots.